You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Charles Davis, NFL Network Fox Sports, who called the Super Bowl for the international broadcast. CD, thanks for taking the time. So as we're thinking about the profile of this game coming in, both teams were in the top five in scoring defense in the regular season. What happened to the defenses last night? I'd rather talk about the food court. Mm, did you go to Shake Shack? You know, I did not make it to Shake Shack on this trip because that would have involved me going outside, so that just wasn't fun. <laughs> Remember, it was the bold north, and we were talking about the hospitality of the locals. I thought they did a marvelous they job. They did a marvelous job. They really did. From the time you landed to the time you left, I thought they were just absolutely incredible. But I will, I will tell you, if I'm on a Super Bowl committee, it's a no vote every time to a cold weather northern Super Bowl. Just not happening for me. Unfortunately, they don't ask us, Charles. So we go no, where they we're don't, sent. They don't ask us. I remember <laughs> I said that to a friend of mine, and he said I absolutely agree with you. He said, but if we were ever on the Super Bowl committee, that would mean that we have ownership stake somewhere, <laughs> and if we have ownership stake somewhere, we will want it in a new stadium in a cold weather place because we'd make more money. So your vote would change. And he just pretty much. Killed my killed my mood right there, and he was right. But here's the good news: you were in the press box. About your wallet. You were in the press box. I think getting paid. It wasn't an internship. So what'd you take away from calling the game? Well, I thought I thought obviously what you talked about. You know, both teams going in top five scoring offense, top five scoring defense. Did not see it being the track meet that it was. But I did pick Philadelphia 35-34 going in. I thought there'd be plenty of offense, and there was. But the way that they got to it. I mean, how do you throw for over 503 touchdowns, no punts, and lose? It's just counterintuitive all the way around. I thought that the New England corners and safeties would do more to try and disrupt the Philadelphia receivers off the line of scrimmage, kind of like they did the days of old. You know, Ty Law was a finalist for the Hall of Fame. I thought they'd take his technique, and I thought guys were getting easier releases into the secondary, which surprised me. And obviously, you know, Malcolm Butler not playing. Then you flip it over to the other side, and Nick Foles never shrank from the stage. Not that I expected him to, but he got comfortable real early, and Doug Peterson was determined to get him comfortable early with his play calling. And how about a guy getting on the gas and never getting his foot off of it? I mean, Doug Peterson, because we were in the North Country, he walked out of that stadium like Paul Bunyan. I mean, he was the man when he walked out of there because he never got off of his philosophy. And I know coaches do it all the time. We're going to be aggressive against New England. We're never going to back down. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And then you get into the game and you get it tight and you go, ooh, I'm going to run the sprint draw. (laughs) Here we go. All right, let's let's punt it and play defense. And he never did that. Charles, when you look at how the game actually first started, I thought – Excuse me. I thought it was a win for New England's defense by not allowing that offense to score a touchdown. I mean, if you watch Philadelphia, I mean, they did everything they wanted to do moving down the football field and they stopped them from getting a touchdown. But then you saw Nick Foles with converting some big third down throws and having a chance to convert on four down. But in the second half, which I think where teams have a tendency, as you mentioned, to take their foot off the gas. You end up seeing New England scoring, which I think to me in this next drive was a tall tale of the outcome of this game. You end up seeing Philadelphia going down and scoring right after that. How big of a game was it for Nick Foles? Outside of understanding the MVP award that he he ended up getting in this game, how big of a game did he have for himself moving forward for his career? Oh, he had he had the game of his life, obviously. He had a game for the ages, Cordell, and and – you know, just to echo what you're talking about, to me, it was one of the weird games in terms of New England was doing the chasing most of the game, 
But I felt like they kept putting the pressure on Philadelphia's offense to respond. And if you're really thinking about it going into it, yeah, I'm going to put the pressure on Nick Foles to respond versus Tom Brady all the time. You may be leading, but I want to see you continue to put up points. And they did, but we all I don't know what you guys thought. But when they held them to three on that one drive late in the second half, and then Brady got the ball with a chance to take the lead and did, you're like, ooh, was that the one? Was that the break? Was that what, what they'd been doing all game long? And, of course, as you pointed out, Foles kept doing it. Now, Philadelphia put the money in Nick Foles to be that backup, and he came through in a big way. Was it $12 million? He's under contract for next year for Philadelphia. So if you want Nick Foles and you think that he's the guy now after what you saw this year, if you're Howie Roseman in the Eagles, you're having a conversation with Nick Foles that says, you know Wentz is going to be our starter going forward. We're not changing that. We appreciate everything you did. We paid you handsomely for it. It's going to take a heck of an offer for us to think that we're going to let you go. And, and I think that Nick Foles has the type of personality to understand that. I don't think he's going to stomp up and down and say, let me go somewhere and be a starter. Because being in Philly and being the backup and having just won a Super Bowl, he never buys another meal in that city again. Getting released and going to Cleveland right now, is that as attractive as one might think? I don't know with his personality that it is. Or they view him as an asset and they flip him, maybe get a second-round pick. If they're talking Arizona, it's going to be a fascinating offseason. Recapping the Super Bowl with our good friend Charles Davis, NFL Network, Fox Sports, called the big game for an international audience. So take us through what you were thinking when we had a pair of the catch, no-catch plays yesterday on NBC. You probably know Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth went 0 for 2. They thought both those plays were going to be overturned. What were you saying in real time? Um, Bob Papa and I, on the first one with Corey Clement, we thought touchdown with our naked eye. On the replay, we thought it would be overturned. On the Zach Ertz one, I don't know why there was even a discussion. That, was, that to me, was classic clip and save put on your reel that says, this is what a catch and then turns into a runner looks like. Why that was a delay is beyond me. I have no idea, and to me, it's part of the problem with the league right now, that you're slowing down a game for that play, because he caught it, clearly established as a runner, dove across the line, had nothing to do with the ball popping up at that point because he broke the plane. That one, to me, that one was so easy. I mean, and I'm not saying it like I'm Mr. Oracle here, but that one, to me, didn't merit a 15-second discussion. The first one, I can see why there should have been a discussion, but I thought the first one should have been overturned, and the second one never should have even been discussed. Before the game actually started, it was, it was the conversation of Nick Foles against Tom Brady. And many said that he would not be able to beat Tom Brady. And, of course, uh, some bought into it. And I just basically said this team is much better than Tom Brady doing it by himself because that's how good this Philadelphia team played. Did Nick Foles outplay Tom Brady? Well, if I look at what Brady put up in numbers, he didn't outplay him but he never gave the opening that Brady could really hurdle through. I mean, if the opening is they kicked the field goal on one drive instead of a touchdown and Brady came back and put them ahead by a slim margin, that might be it, but that's about it. I mean, the rest of it was Nick Foles playing really to the best of his capabilities. And you mentioned it, Cordell, with the team that he had around him, with the weapons that he had. Look, he threw that first one up there, and it was a beautiful throw. 
but he threw it up with confidence. I'm going to put it up high and let Alshon Jeffrey go get it. Even on the interception, he gave Jeffrey a chance, and I thought Gilmore made a nice play and jostled him, and the ball popped up and Harmon got it intercepted. So it's an easy narrative to say that he outplayed Tom Brady. Well, he did on one play. He caught the ball on the trick play, and Tom Brady didn't. (laughs) I mean, that's kind of it, but I don't know how anyone who can throw for 500-plus yards really got outplayed. Charles, last one for me. You know sports history well. Where does what you saw yesterday rank amongst the greatest, most entertaining Super Bowls of them all? Oh, it ranks up there with with the, with the arguments in the discussion because this one you fired the starter pistol and the game was game on right from the beginning. They just kept going and going and going. Last year was incredible because of the comeback by New England. You know, we've had some great ones along the way. I, you know, we could rank them as we want to, but this one to me is in the discussion. Although in the line to get on the plane this morning, a guy turned to me and said, man, I really liked the game, but almost too much offense, which is not something you hear very often from a fan. So that, that I found very interesting. And I did remind him that the game actually kind of turned at the end on a defensive play with Brandon Graham knocking the ball free from Brady. Glad you didn't follow me on Twitter because I was comparing it to the San Jose Sabercats at one stage. Little bit of arena football early on. Good drama at the end. So, so, Brandon, so Brandon Graham's play was to stop, right? Because you know, right, Brian, right. we did all that arena football. And remember, an arena football game, the goal each game was what they called three, what was it, three and a half stops, meaning no touchdown was a full stop. Giving up a field goal was a half stop. If you got three and a half stops in a game, you felt like you had a chance to win in arena football. We essentially got a half a stop yesterday. I mean, think about it. The Patriots never punted. So to your point, yeah, it makes sense that way. But it went up and down the field. So that fan that I talked to this morning talked to me, he'd be like, yeah, what Brian said. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Brian, Brian went for the Hunky Cooper illusion, swing and a miss. Did you go for the Hernandez Hunky Cooper? <laughs> Charles, did, you, you... Did, you, did you see him get in David Shaw's face this year? You know, Hernandez is assistant coach for the uh, – for um, San Diego State. That you, was him going to David Shaw when they went at it in the, in the game during the season when they were walking off the field at halftime. That was Hernandez Hunky Cooper. You and I could talk about the 50-yard indoor war all day long. We're going to let you get some rest. I know it's been a long week for you, so thanks so much for taking the time to join us again today on the NFL on TuneIn. Thanks a lot. No longer than anyone else who had to cover it. It was a lot of fun. You guys take care. Talk to you later. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.